on January 14, 2014. National Polygamy Advocate Mark Henkel was interviewed by Alexis Weed for The Nancy Grace Show on the television network HLN Headline News. Good afternoon. Hi, I'm calling for Mark, please. This is Mark. Mark, hey, this is Alexis Weed. I'm calling from Nancy Grace's show at HLN. Good afternoon, Alexis. How are you? I'm well, and yourself? Good, thanks. Um, I don't know how much info you got from the other Mark. Yep. Um, but what we're looking to do is we're going to do a short segment um, right around 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time today with Nancy's show, and it'll air later tonight. Um, we're going to do a segment on the recent ruling in Utah on the, that affects the um, polygamy law and um, wanted to see if you might be up for joining us and weighing in and we could do it over the phone if that makes things easy on you. I'd be glad to. What other alternatives do you have? Well, we can probably, we could do a studio. Are you, where are you located? I'm in Old Orchard Beach, so I'm basically about 20 minutes out of Portland. So there's, okay. we're the Portland, Maine, where the NBC, CBS, and uh, a, yeah, ABC, CBS, NBC, and okay. are located. Okay, well, let me see um, if the if we have a studio available, and mm -hmm. if we do and you have the time for it, great. If not, we can do phone, we can do Skype, if you're Skype savvy. Um, Actually, I've done a number of Skype interviews, and I would be oh, more... Uh, oh, yes. I, I, I Frankly, I would prefer good quality television versus... <laughs> versus the Skype view because it's not yeah, as pretty as it yeah. could be. <laughs> it's, well, you know what's funny? It's like, um, it's this thing that's in such a state of flux. Some people have really amazing connections and cameras that mm -hmm. are, you know, like high resolution. Right. And other people, you know, just like go with what's on their computer. And we have this range of what people look like on Skype. And, you know, some people hate it and some people love it. So. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so I can check on it and then we can... Um, after our initial conversation, we can work out those details because um, we don't have too much time. No, we don't. That's true. Oh. We do not. We've got uh, basically just under two hours. So are you are you up for possibly Skype if it has to be that? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get an idea of um, your reaction to the ruling and, um, you know, what you think it means for the community. Yeah, so are you looking for me to say that to you now, or are you looking... Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, here's, let me... Okay, I'll yep. back up a little bit. Yep. Um, I don't know if you've seen our program before. I am familiar with Nancy. I also see her in the morning against uh, David Abrams, uh, <laughs> the, the <laughs> back and forth. Yeah, yeah. uh, right, Dan Abrams, excuse me. Uh, and I, I do know that, uh, you know, she uh, does get very adamant in her viewpoints and opinions, uh, you know, and the whole Jody Arias says top mom and all that business, and yeah. and, and, I, and I get that. Uh, and the reality is, is I'm every bit against uh, the crimes of underage criminals and all that and so forth. And you know, if we can have a discussion about the fact that we all agree on that, and actually we're talking about consenting adults, she could actually have a very informative, positive discussion. Because all the law really did was decriminalize shacking up. Okay. And um, we're talking. We understand we, you know, we are the national polygamy rights movement for consenting adults. And in the same way that you wouldn't compare all football players to Jerry Sandusky, you cannot compare normal consenting adult polygamists to Warren Jeffs and other underage criminals. And so, you know, I, I would, 
I would love to have a good educational discussion for her because we're I'm on the same page with her against the underage crimes. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. so, so there's no need for us to be battling on that because we we're on the same page, and most normal, unrelated, consenting adult polygamists around the country are on the same page. We oppose those crimes just as much as as Nancy would. Yes. Okay. And you, I think you can make that vividly clear when you talk to her. You know, that you can certainly preface whatever you do want to say with that. There's nothing wrong with coming out of the box like that. Sure. Um. So yeah, I mean that's what she would be looking for. Is okay. looking to you know have a robust um, debate about it and mm-hmm. to, ha- to have it be you know like as you said, you've seen her. You know she's spicy and mm-hmm. like she's gonna she's happy to have. Um, you know, an argument about it and sure. like a healthy argument about it. So, um, so every day we have, um, just to familiarize you with our program a little bit, we have a panel of what usually includes some attorneys, defense attorneys that will also usually, you know, like their role is to take a stand against her as well, um, take the opposing viewpoint. Not sure, we haven't had our conference call yet, so not sure exactly what her stance is on this particular ruling, but we'll okay. know more in a little while. Sure. Um, so we'll have them in on, included in the conversation as well as usually a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Sure. Um, as well as a medical doctor sometime. In this case, medical doctor not really relevant no. to this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a reporter on, that's uh, local there in Utah. Um, so well, I'm not from Utah, you know. No, no, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't, no, no, no. Okay. No, we have a reporter from Utah that will fill us in on the facts of the case. This is just, um, the reason we want to talk to you is just we would like to have an advocate in on the conversation. Absolutely. And, and I am certainly the national voice for you to, to have for that purpose, for sure. Yeah, that's really, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, so what you can expect is for Nancy to usually go, usually she'll go to the reporter first to just give us some background right. so that the audience understands what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she will jump around to different guests. And the best thing to do is just to answer the question that she puts forth and not feel like a, a need to really elaborate on um, the answer to the question because then she'll just say, you know, like, you're not answering the question. So the best thing to do is always, like, answer the direct question the best way that you can. Um, and, you know, and then she'll throw it around to, like, attorneys weigh in and other, other panelists weigh in, and you would be part of that. You would be able to hear... Um, all the programming over the phone, and so you just be part of the conversation. It's not like it would be a one-on-one thing with her. Well, the one thing I do want to be clear is that, I, I mean, I don't want to be in a sandbag situation uh, where, you know, well, I'm asked a question, I try to answer it briefly, and next thing I know, five different guests all view a point, and you have a one-sided psychologist uh, trying to psychoanalyze, oh, no, no, and I don't actually then get to be able to make the point that we're just normal, regular, everyday, unrelated, consenting adults, and we agree with the crimes against crimes, too. Well, I will tell you, we don't slate our panelists to have... The only reason the defense attorneys are on there is to have an opposing viewpoint to Nancy's. The we don't, it's not like we call up psychologists or psychiatrists to find out how they feel about a subject. Like, how they feel about it is how they feel about it. It's not dictated by us, and we don't pick them so they have a certain viewpoint. The only people that definitely want to have an opposing, you know, we can't just do a, a broadcast where it's all prosecution-driven. You know, Nancy's a former prosecutor, and so because she wears that hat, that's why we put on two defense attorneys usually every night. But the question is, which direction is she prosecuting? Well, that's, that's the thing. That's why I said I haven't spoken with her yet yeah. today. So where she falls on this issue, I don't know that answer yet. We don't do our conference call until like an hour from now. Okay. Because, I, like I said, effectively, legal, uh, you know, licensed ma- marriage, li- basically, if, do you know the difference between de facto and de jure? 
um, why don't you tell us? Well, basically, de jour means uh, by law or 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 uh, acknowledged, legitimized by law, and de facto means in fact but not legitimized. So the fact is that all this particular law did was it, that de jour polygamy, meaning with multiple marriage licenses, is still a crime, the ruling, but right. de facto is no longer a crime, and therefore the prosecutors can't go on fishing expeditions based on the mere purporting or merely yeah, shacking I, up. I will say, to explain it to our audience, by de facto and de jure does not really translate, because our audience is not going to know what that is, so it's like kind of, the way you started out was way better um, in just breaking it down very, very simply, you know? Um, well, my, my, my general statement is, is that he has struck down the cohabits prong and limited the purports prong so that those who are polygamous without multiple marriage licenses are no longer criminalized. It would decriminalize de facto polygamy. But if you have multiple marriage licenses, it's still a crime. But having only... And we call that dishonest bigamy usually anyway, when someone will say like... That, have say that what bigamy? Dishonest bigamy. Okay. That's basically like a, an airplane pilot has a legally married wife in different locations. You know, okay. you know, it, it's basically, it's dishonest because none of the adults know each other, do you even knew about it, and they have multiple marriage licenses. And, and we, we believe that should be a crime as well. We're talking about unrelated consenting adults. In fact, you know, we use initials if you want. OMOW is one man, one woman. SSM is same-sex marriage. And we are UCAP, unrelated consenting adult polygamists. UCAPs, and that's what we are. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so, um, let's see. I really like what you were telling me. Can you just go back? Um, if I, I want to make sure you have a sense of, like, how the questions um, might be formulated. So, okay. Um, I know your position on the matter, um, but let's say if Nancy were to ask you, um, if she just said, after the reporter has given their um, analysis of the ruling, if she just said, you know, well, you're a polygamist, a, a pro-polygamy advocate, um, tell us why you stand where you stand on the matter. Because I believe in free choice for unrelated consenting adults to form their own contractual arrangements, and that ultimately the reason why most often you will see uh, polygyny where one man is married to multiple women is because that's a woman's choice issue. And this is about women's free choice. You know, the anti-polygamy laws are not egalitarian because they were in instituted decades before they even allowed women the right to vote. So it was never about egalitarianism. It actually deprives women of the choice of better men. And by doing that, that disincentivizes jerk men to not even bother because, hey, women have to settle for them. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it interferes with the marriage market and deprives women of the choice of better men. So that really is a tyranny against women. You know, a, 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 a woman who wants to be a high-career woman and a woman who wants to be a stay-at-home mom, both of them can make a choice together and get the choices that they want, and the wo woman that wants to go off and do her high career can do so knowing that her children are being cared for by a woman who loves them instead of shipping them off to some low-paid stranger at daycare. Um, how's your community reacting to this ruling? Well, we are 
very happy about it, and especially given the, you know, we, we promote the polygamy rights win-win solution, which is to abolish all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults. And that way, conservatives get a win of limited government, liberals get a win of equality for all, and nobody gets to redefine marriage or impose it on anyone else. But we're talking about only unrelated consenting adults. And so for us, this goes down the decriminalization position because no longer, for example, in my own state of Maine, as a happily married man, if I am to say one word to any other woman other than my legally married wife, if I say this one word, wife, that free speech act is a crime today. However, this particular ruling said the purports clause can no longer criminalize that free speech, and therefore I cannot be accused of the act of bigamy by merely purporting. Okay. Can't come and track you down. Um, exactly. Well, well, technically, we're still only in Utah until this becomes... Uh, you know, something that, you know, yeah. fully, I mean, it's still got to go through the appeal process and the, you know, and through SCOTUS, uh, Supreme Court of the United States. And that, you know, that's in order to be national. But there are many states, including my own state of Maine, uh -huh. that have what's called the purported clause. And just okay. purporting to be a polygamist is a crime, knowing you're legally ineligible to do so. Okay. And that's why I don't actually give the details of what my family is. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to ask you how much you can share with us about that. I, I really can't. You know, it, my, my, my family has not become my family because of my career, and my career is not because of my family. I mean, I'm advocating this as a matter of choice. Uh, you know, and, and what I do is not something that uh, has to come to bear on my family that suddenly they have to be exposed or, or put in jeopardy. I mean, people still can lose jobs and, yeah. you know, things of that nature. So it's a... Uh, I, I still have to walk the fine line, especially being out there as nationally as I am. I have to also be careful of the uh, the loonies. Yeah. Uh, okay. How long have you been an advocate for polygamy? Well, actually, I've been doing this since 1994. I mean, it's what you know before even Big Love was possible. I mean, I, yeah. I've been out there. Do, you know, explaining that this is about consenting adults and free choice for women. You know, it's I am not a Mormon. I am, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian, uh, a Bible believing Christian, and that's actually where it started for me. Was is that you know, as a Christian, I was told to read the Bible and let doctrine be based on what the Bible says and not what others say. And when you read the Bible, there's just no evidence whatsoever of the invented one man one woman doctrine. There's just too many important important people. When you believe in the Bible, there's too many important people to believe. You know that that that. That they had multiple wives, and so you, as you, as I learned that, I realized that, and it was a matter of bringing it to other Christians, and then the internet uh, hit in the mid '90s, and that allowed people that were also seeing the same point uh, around the country be able and around the world to uh, organize internet-wise, and then from there, that because I ended up on the 700 Club in 2005, and they acknowledged us as evangelical Christians, and for the first time in history, the two words Christian and polygamy were no longer a contradiction in terms. <laughs> you know, and then that, that catapulted me to the national stage that I could represent all forms because now I can't be dismissed. Oh, you're a Mormon and you believe that crazy Mormon doctrine. Oh, you're a Muslim. Oh, you're a liberal. Oh, you're a lascivious. Oh, you're, you know, I can't be dismissed like all these other stereotypes can. And that's what made it possible. And then, and, and because I kept getting the media attention prior to uh, Big Love saying that, uh, you know, the, our national movement, we, we oppose all these crimes too. We oppose Tom Green. I was out there giving media interviews against Tom Green back in the beginning of last decade and 
you know, and, and the Kingstons and all these other criminals, you know, the only time the media ever wanted to talk about polygamy was when it involved criminals involved in real crime, and we oppose that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Um, so what about women? Do you think they should be able to have multiple husbands? Everybody according to their own free choice. Now, clearly, the dynamics of personal relationships, some people just have different attractions that they have. And, you know, the same, you know, people will argue for same-sex marriage, and they'll say that that's based, their attraction is what they're attracted to. And so those who would choose uh, a, a man with multiple wives, that would be the decision that all those adults in their own psychologies, in their own personal, personal dynamics, it works for them. There are, there is, certainly by calling for the polygamy rights win-win solution to end the marriage debate, which is to abolish all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults, if the rare event happens that there is an example of a woman with multiple men, and the dynamics of the psychologies involved in that, which usually doesn't typically, that's why you won't see it very frequently, because the psychologies of, of heterosexual men and heterosexual women don't tend to match in a polyandry situation, then that that's why it's so rare. It's not because I'm forbidding it. It's just because it's anthropologically and psychologically why most people don't choose that. And so if that's the choice that those consenting adults make, then that's their choice. So I'm not sitting here, you know, saying that that's, that's not possible. It totally is. And we're saying that what unrelated consenting adults choose is what they choose to do. Whether you may see one example out of 100 or, or less, that's just because of the natural choices that men and women will take. Normally, women will tend to gravitate to a polygynous relationship rather than they would to a polyandrous relationship just for the biology and the anthropological basis. You know, there's one way to look at it in nature, and that is that man is as seed and woman is as garden, and gardens are very choosy, and they want to have the best seed. And so that's why multiple women might choose the better man, because they want to know that they're getting the best seed, as it were. And that, that's where that psychological dynamic comes yeah, in. Yeah, I've heard that a, a lot of times. Um, and, and also... I mean, not, just, not just in a polygamy conversation. I mean, that's like old news. But anyway, but, um, but I just want to go back, because it's just a yes or no question. Should women be able to have multiple husbands? If that's the choice they make. So, yes. I don't like a yes/no question on that. No, that that that's inappropriate because okay. what what that's trying to do is that's trying to basically put words into my mouth for my Christian and those who oh, are no, Christian oppose me want to use against asking, me. Should women be allowed to? Because I'm going on the basis of this legal decision, and certainly if I were to apply it legally, not mm-hmm. religiously, right. not put any implications right. like that on it, the court, I believe, based on this decision, would have. They, they can't treat men and women, you know, unequally. So I'm just wondering if, you know, because that, that's the next thing that's going to come along. You know, you can you can see it coming in the future. Like, they would have to apply this just the same to, you know, equal rights. So. Well, absolutely. Well, well, that's why my answer is whatever the free choices of consenting adults make. The question is not what we can, we what government will allow. The question is, is what is government authorized to disallow? That's the real question. Yes. And, yes. That, and so by asking me whether we should allow women to make the choice, no, that's the wrong question. what you believe. Well, I know what right. the court would say right. based on reading the decision, but I'm asking what you believe. What I believe because is free choice. Because tell me whether or not you believe in the decision. Well, I do believe in the decision. to men and women. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's free choice. But think, you see, the thing is, is you're setting me up for... No, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Please hear me out for a minute. You're, the FRC or some other conservative is going to get a clip out of this where me... And they're going to say, he advocates polyandry. And they're going to terrify everybody saying, I'm advocating something I'm not. You know, I'm simply saying whatever is free choice. So instead of putting words in my mouth saying I'm advocating polyandry, rather allow me to say free choice. You know, okay. that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Is don't put a soundbite from my enemies to use against me. Uh, that's what <laughs> you you're doing. answer it however you want. Right, right. So I just you know, want to prepare you well, and make sure that I understand, I understand but, where you're coming from. And that's really what it is. I, as I, uh, it is a matter of very difficult finessing because I cannot have sound bites put in my mouth that can be used by adversaries to suggest to scare their constituencies. I'm simply saying government doesn't have the authority to license, define, and control the contractual arrangements of consenting adults. That's my position. Bang, right there. It's not what I'm advocating for. It's what I'm saying government doesn't have the authority to do. That's the, that's the semantic. Okay. Um, what else? Is there anything else that you think is important that we haven't talked about yet to um, you know, try to be clear on how important this decision is to you and what it means for the future? Well, I think that it allows... Should this get through the Supreme Court and be passed, that de facto polygamy is no longer criminalized, the freedom for consenting adults to choose to live together cannot become a prosecutorial fishing tool or an ability, which the judge noted, or the ability of sentence adding to other existing crimes, which is really all the bigamy charges were being do done. You know, nobody else gets charged with being, you are married, even though you don't have a license, you know, you're shacked up, but we won't accuse you of being married because you're shacking up, but that could be used against us. And so that's, it's, it is a freedom toward the decriminalization position. You know, very often people say, we, you know, we want to legalize polygamy. What we're saying is we are not legalizing, we want to decriminalize and saying the government doesn't have the authority to license, define, and control the contractual arrangements of cons unrelated consenting adults. That's our position. So we're, we're, we want to get more and more, it's, it's, unlimited, it's limited government for the right, it's equality for all for the left, nobody gets to impose their definition on anybody else, nobody gets to redefine marriage, and everybody's free. And that's why, really, America will be thanking polygamists for the polygamy rights solution to end the marriage debate, if they'll let us speak. <laughs> so what about um, what happened with Warren Jeffs and, you know, the, the case there? Um, I would imagine just based on what you said, what your position was. We were horrified. But. We were absolutely horrified. You know, in fact, actually, I, I, uh, even above our fundraising, I had to you know, put in personal money just to get out there getting the media attention, saying that we oppose uh, the FLDS, we've opposed Warren Jeffs, we oppose the underage crimes, you know, we've opposed all of that. We oppose the whole lost boy situation. You know, the, the, one of the big frustrations is that very often people will suggest that what happened with the FLDS is why we have to criminalize polygamy. But the reality is, is that Western society is not going to behave like an authoritarian top-down cult. So you can't compare us to what the FLDS did. You can't say America, everybody else, somebody living in Florida and somebody living in Tennessee and somebody living in Hollywood is suddenly going to behave like the cultists did. They're not. And so you can't compare us to that cult and those criminalities any more than you can compare football players to Jerry Sandusky and his crimes. Yeah, I like that example. I do. Or the same thing to Mary Kay Letourneau as a teacher. You wouldn't criminalize yeah. teachers. 
because of Mary Kay Letourneau. Right, you know, right. You know, it, it's, it, here's the thing is that here we were a few years ago, Hugh Hefner could have a show on television with three living girlfriends, and that was all big hoop and hod. But if that man was to marry them, suddenly he was a criminal. That's insane. Well, I think, though, people, they're not... Um, I think the outrage, though, in from some people, it would be that marriage, with marriage comes along certain legal rights. Not, you know, that's some of the outrage, not necessarily that he's married, let's say, in your example, that yep. he would be married to multiple women. Mm-hmm. I think that people don't want to be treated unequally and have one person getting way more benefits than their next-door neighbor is getting. Well, I think that, well, I think that is a... A stereotypical misnomer and misunderstanding of the situation, because we're actually talking about this is marriage equality. You know, the 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 silliness of thinking that some guy in a normal modern Western society situation with more than one woman is somehow going to dominate these women is silly. Because the minute that guy thinks he's going to be an idiot. They will gang up on him. Okay, really? I mean, women are not stupid. Anti-polygamy requires you to think that women are stupid. But the reality is, today's modern woman is not. She's educated. She's smart. She knows what she wants. And if a woman chooses this, this, there's a reason why she chose that. And there's no way this guy is going to be an idiot. And actually, they've got the strength in numbers, if you will. (laughs) You know, I mean, this is about a guy having to really seriously grow up. So much so that he attracts the free choice of women. Now think about this. We're talking about women who choose him. You know, when we're talking about free choice... Do you know, as you're talking about it, I'm just curious, are you able to give me any examples of these smart women that you're talking about, smart, educated women, who have the means to go out and earn income themselves, but, like, is there anybody public that we can talk about or show pictures of who chooses a polygamous lifestyle? Um, I know it's like it's tough because it, it, there, there is not prosecution. But is there anybody we can talk about it? Like, like, look at this woman. She's, you know, she makes a hundred thousand dollars a year, and she's a lawyer. But, but she chooses to live in this polygamous lifestyle. Well, there is not, and for a couple reasons. Is one because certainly the higher up you go in high career, the more risk that that puts, you know, and you also end up in employment contracts, you know, very often you will have, uh, you know, whether it's a government contract or an employee contract or business contract, one of those agreements is that you will not break the law. And so just the mere confession of being polygamous is breaking the law. You know, I mean, we've, We've already experienced business contracts broken just because it, the polygamy had been involved. You know, it's a there is a you know, don't ask, don't tell doesn't apply to polygamists. You know, I mean, they, because it's called against the law. And worse, polygamists don't have, even have legal standing because it's against the law. Media is allowed to lie about polygamists, and we can't sue for libel and slander because it's against the law, and we therefore you can't have standing for something that's against the law. You know, so it, it's a it's a catch twenty two for us on yeah. that regard, and so that's why there are not going to be and you know women would lose their high career if they you did so. Think, wouldn't you think though that there would be one woman? Just like, you're an advocate, right? And you're on a national stage, and you put yourself out there, and you seem to ride that line between you know 
on being prosecuted and standing up and saying, hey, this is what I believe. You would think in 2014 there would be that one woman advocate that would stand up and shout on the, you know, from the mountaintop, you know, this should be okay. And well, there, there are single, there are, there, are there are women that are in a monogamous marriage that say that and want an additional wife, but the media is not interested in that. The media only wants to have some kind of, you know, that's the biggest uh, frustration that we've been experiencing over the last 19 years is that, you know, it, it's called what you want, we call it circus acts. Oh, we got another circus act request. Are you, media, wait, you're saying the media won't do what? Won't, won't put on a, a, monog a monogamous family that, well, they're only monogamous in that right now there's only one woman in the family, but she wants another woman in the family. The, the, the media only wants to have a circus act to put on display for the audience to get ratings to go, ooh, ah, and so, therefore, if it doesn't actually have that circus act of, of showing more than one woman, then the media doesn't even, most often doesn't even want to talk about it. So there are smart women that do want another woman in the family, but the, the media is so just not interested. Like that? So, okay, that's a great example, though, because if you've got this woman who, and I'm just, you know, hypothetically mm -hmm. thinking that, like I said, in 2014, there would be this woman. So if you've got your example of the woman who's really wanting to have that, um, but yet can't, then she is not, she does not have a problem with libel. She doesn't have a problem with slander. She doesn't have a problem with being prosecuted because she's not yet breaking the law. She's just expressing an interest. It's like, it's like the pot argument. Like, well, you know, there's, you, you know that there are people that like to smoke pot, right? And they might talk about it, that they enjoy it, but it's against the law. So they don't advertise it, but definitely there are advocates out there. And I'm just thinking, where is one of well, these women? Well, the, the challenge, awesome to talk to but like see, it's, it's beyond the law. And that goes back to they can lose their job, you know, or and they can be discriminated against and have no recourse. You know, so... And yeah, that, that, you know what I mean. I do, but there that's the challenge. There are so many people that could lose their job for taking a certain position on something that they are are passionate about and I just was, I just can't believe there's not one and the other aspect the other aspect is, well the other aspect the other well the reason why is it goes back to the media's fault again is that the media continues one it either wants to have circus acts or it bashes the women continually suggesting that they either have to have some kind of a mental problem or 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 are weak or are some form and no matter what they say you know it, it is the media has a responsibility to report the truth, but very often what it does instead, because ultimately it's a it's a profit mechanism, it's a profit it's a for profit business. You know they some need to get the ratings. Profit, some are not. Not all yeah. media is for profit. Yeah. That's not accurate. Yes, but they have to get the ratings, and to get the ratings requires having something that goes some ooh do, and ah. Some don't. Yeah. I, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm explaining the reason why they, it is very offensive for women seeing the media routinely misrepresenting what we're talking about and so therefore they are they're, they're not going to have any of it you know they, they, they're, they, they you know what i mean but you know how if you could take any issue under the sun mm -hmm. and there's going to be an advocate who's standing on the rooftop shouting this is what i believe you're talking to them you know, no, no, I mean a woman, a yeah, woman, yeah. the women you're telling me about. That's what I'm saying is it would, I would be so thrilled if I could reach out to somebody like that and, you know, learn more about where they're coming from. And I just can't believe there's not one person. I mean, there must be. We just don't know how to find them. Well, well um, we, are, we are developing protégés. And 
many are not in a position of security or strength to be able to bear the risk as much as I have. And so they, especially as I continue to end up in media, you know, and, and sometimes I get good times, sometimes I get quite abused, and every time I get abused, it only uh, further emphasizes why people don't want to risk that. You know, it's, it's a, when, when the media starts allowing us to have an intellectual conversation, because I can have a great conversation about this every single time. As long as someone can be open and honest, we do not have to agree, but we certainly do not have to resort to hate speech. Because, right, for example, right. every time somebody tries to suggest that polygamists are about raping girls, that's hate speech. Because that's like saying everybody who wants same-sex marriage is Jerry Sandusky. It's hate right. speech. Oh, totally. I agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, but unfortunately, too often, media interviews devolve into that because people don't know, understand or are they need to pander to their audience because that's why they have a show in the first place. You know, and so uh, essentially I have to... Uh, tough it out and take, you know, take it by keep getting the message out, keep getting the message out, keep getting the message out, mm -hmm. and we are slowly making inroads, and that's what I've been doing for 19 years, and that, you know, that eventually led to uh, Big Love, and then that eventually led to Sister Wives, and then that eventually led to, you know, Time, and Time Magazine, and National Geographic, and all these other situations. Now, every, now suddenly, it's the new hot topic, you know, but it, it's a slow, slow process of getting that message out. You know, and t and toughing out. So well, I will be thrilled the day when I, when I, it would be really what you guys. I mean, just this is like a side note, but yeah. if there was a woman, just being being a woman, being a professional, sure, woman, sure, um, there should be someone who can represent what you're talking about because unfortunately, you're a guy, <laughs> and, and so you're. You have to take, like, women have to take what you're saying, um, you know, with a little question mark hanging over because it, you're not hearing it from another woman who's in this, you know, this, this similarly situated. I, I, I get that uh, to an extent. The, um, you know, I am, you know, at the same time, we still got to make sure that we have the most capable, most skilled, most experienced voice out there speaking for us, able to handle every single argument. And so it takes time to develop others to get that skill and that experience. And, you know, right now we're not going to throw lambs out to the wolves. Um, you know, it, it, it's really that's well, where... My point is that they shouldn't be lambs. But anyway... Um, okay. Well, thank you so, so much, Mark. I think it's, it's great information. I'm excited to hear more about what you have to say, but I'll let you do it on the air. Mm -hmm. um, so let me give you the rest of the details. Um, I will send you an email, and that'll have all my, you already have my contact info, but I'll just, you know, put everything all together sure. so you have the time frame. Yep. Right now, this topic is slated to go first. Okay. So it should be right around 3.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, Eastern time. And if that changes, I will let you know because I will say we do move stories around, and yep. it could end up, you know, that it's you know halfway through the program instead of right at the top. But no, what, what does halfway through mean? Would be a half hour because we're an hour program. Okay, so you're saying it could be at four. Yes, it could be. So I will try to keep you as updated as I can on time, and mm -hmm. don't hesitate at all to shoot me an email and say, you know, hey, how's it going? How's it looking? Yep. But um, the person who will call you from the control room, her name is Beth Carey, and um, what I need from you is the best 
telephone number to use for us to call you. Uh, this number here that you've called me at. Okay. Now let me just look at my phone. So 207, because otherwise I'll lose it. Mm -hmm. We're having problems with our phones today, so um, if you need to communicate with me, the best way to do it is by email, because I can call out, but my phone won't ring. It'll go right to voicemail. Okay. Uh, I have a question. When we Skype, uh, is this going to be... Uh, are you going to use audio through the phone or through the Skype also? Audio. So you should have... You have, you have speakers, right, that are either connected to your computer or embedded in I totally can do that. I, my, sometimes I've, I've had certain interviews... Uh, I've, done, uh, I've done TV interviews with Skype straight through. You know, I hear it, you see me, you hear me, and so forth. Well, I don't you actually... have a separate mic? Oh, yeah, I have a mic, I have a mic in my system. Yes, I, I'm good. You can hear me. That's not... Okay, okay. Uh, that, uh, right. Well, my, chat, my point is, is that I've also done other interviews where they wanted the video through Skype and wanted the audio through phone. And in that case, I would then have my Bluetooth rather than holding a phone okay, in my okay. ear. That's what my question was about. We should be okay by Skype only, but I'm okay. going to send you the, the Skype instructions that tells you, you know, which... Um, which profile names to add, and um, there are 10 of them, but they're all like, you know, the same name, and then one, two, three, four, five through 10. So you need to add all those, and then I'm, I will loop in our, uh, the folks who do the more technical stuff here, okay. and they'll go through a test with you beforehand so that we know that it works for 3.30. So we'll, hopefully you can do that when I hang up with you. Well, when would the call be? I would rather, or excuse me, my, my point being is to set up I mean, in advance of the call. I mean, I imagine we would probably need 10, 15 minutes or, or, or five, 10 minutes, rather, to uh, to set up the audio and video. Probably, I mean, it probably will only, it should be, once you add all these all these um, profiles mm -hmm. in your Skype and yep. go through the instructions, yep. it should take only, like, a few minutes to hook you in. I would think. So you'll be calling me at, like, 325, or you'll call yeah. me at 3.30. So our control room will call you at yeah. about 3.25. Okay. And then um, you should also, they'll say, like, dial in, and, you know, we'll communicate and make sure that you're getting hooked up if you have any trouble. Or but what I want to do is do a test before that. Okay. Uh, that'll be all in the instructions that I give you. Okay, well, you'll be doing a test... Also, at the, at, that's what, 325? Or are you talking about earlier than 325? No, before that. Like, I'm gonna, as soon as I hang up with you, I'm going to send you an email. Yep. have all the instructions and request that you test your Skype with our technical folks. Okay, because I, I won't be able to test that for probably another 20 minutes or so. That's okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, and then how would you like your title to read when we put it up on the screen? That, that was, I'm glad you asked, because that was a part of my agenda to ask as well uh, sure. before we went forward. Uh, yes. The words, as you probably saw on the website, uh, three words, National Polygamy Advocate. Okay. Um, and if you need to announce me, you can see you know, Mark Hankel of NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com. You want me to put the website in, on the screen? Uh, I would, but I, you know, if you want to rotate that, I definitely want to see the three words, National Polygamy Advocate. It has three words, you know. In a, you know, you know how sometimes you rotate the Chiron. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can probably fit that whole thing with the website in one, I think. Uh, wow! How could that's 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 three big words plus with dot com. Well, because we might abbreviate national, if that's okay, like N A T apostrophe L, or do you not want that? Uh, I'd rather it be all three words. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. We'll see what we can do with it. Sure. Um, 
And then, what about a Twitter handle? Do you use Twitter? I do not use Twitter, uh, and I Facebook has learned has become useless for uh, for pages. I do have a Google Plus, though. I mean, it, it's uh, it plus National Polygamy Advocate. Okay. Um, is it okay to grab a headshot from? Is there a particular one that you like from online? Let me look at the website. Uh, Yeah, you, yeah, you only want a headshot. You don't want the, the uh, you certainly don't want the one from 2020, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no skin off my back. Yeah, well, my point being is, is that it was a, uh, uh, you know, branding issue. I get that. Um, uh, I certainly don't mind the, uh, the the Yale DVD picture, but that's, that's you might consider that promo. Um, now, I guess then really the only... Or if you want to send me one that you like, I'm fine with that too. You can just reply to my email. I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can do that. I mean, worst okay. case, worst case, if you want to, I mean, you know, if I don't get one to you, which I will, uh, yeah, you can always use the one, the writer picture, but take the word writer out. Um, okay. Um, but but that's worst case. I mean, I, I I'll try to get a better picture to you. Okay, terrific. Yeah. Thank you so, so much for your time, Mark. I really, really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to having you on, and um, I will send you an email in short order here, and then we'll get going from there. And, and then I will be contacting the Skype people after your email within 20 minutes to 30. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. That, I appreciate that. Thanks, Alexis. Okay, talk to you soon. You too. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Mark Hinkle is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com